Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Let me adjust this camera just a tad. There we go. Again, May 11th. May 11th. This is your daily financial news. Well, it's CPI day, and we got the number. We will get to that in a minute. I do want to answer a couple of questions. You have undoubtedly seen me speaking with my experts over the last couple of weeks. Many of them, Omar, uh, Matt, uh, Greg, have all talked about their housing markets potentially showing a decline. Most of my experts talking about 10% being on the table. I want to be very, very clear because lots of you have said, Michael, you seem to be changing your tune. Nothing could be farther from the truth. So let me just get this out of the way. No national housing crash or correction in 2022. That is my belief. That said, I do not know every market, nor do I pretend to know every market. So here we go. Some markets will undoubtedly have an adjustment. Undoubtedly. You need to know your market. More specifically, it's not even your market. You need to know your buy box. If you were me in 2022, you did not care about the national housing market. You did not care about the California housing market. You did not care about the Fresno, California housing market. You cared about 93703, three and four bedroom homes, two baths between 12 and 700, uh, 1,700 square feet. That's all I looked at. That's less than 1% of the entire Fresno market. I looked at that buy box for three years. So as I stand here as someone who is truly trying to help, truly trying to motivate, truly trying to save you from pain, I talk about national housing market. Most specifically, Case Schiller. I do not believe Case Schiller's national uh, report will show a negative print of any kind in 2022. I want to take that off the table. I don't want anybody to be confused. Am I saying that New Hampshire, where uh, the lumberjack is, couldn't decline? Not a clue. Am I saying uh, North Carolina, where Greg is, can't decline? No clue. Am I saying the Inland Empire or High Desert where Omar is will decline. No clue. I am very clearly saying the national housing market will not show a negative number. All right. On from that. Let's have some fun. CPI came in at 8.3. I'm going to call that another win. As you know, I called 8.2. One second. Hi, Sonny. How are you? Sonny wanted to come say hi. I don't know if you could hear him. He was whining. He was trying to climb up my leg. Yeah, you want to say hi to the world? Do me a favor. Give Sonny a thumbs up. I'm going to try to hold him. Here we go, buddy. So again, CPI, 8.2 is what I called. We had an over-under together. I actually think one of you picked 8.3. So 
congratulations. I'm going to call 8.2 a win. Uh, we were closer than the experts. The experts were between 8 and 8.1. I called 8.2. Yes, we nailed another one, folks. Again, you are going to hear peak inflation. We have seen peak inflation. And while it may be mathematically correct, inflation is worse than ever. I actually went ahead and did some math for you. Inflation is one of those things that it's called the base effect. As the year goes by, the previous year's month rolls off and we have a higher number called the base effect. So I want you to take out a piece of paper if you can and do this math with me. I have the math in front of me. Let's assume you have a hundred dollars and a basket of goods for a hundred dollars. You just saw those goods go up 10%. So now that basket is 110. Congratulations, inflation fell to 9%. What does that mean? Well, that basket of goods is now $119.90. So it didn't go up 10 bucks, it went up $9.90. But yet it fell one full percentage point. It gets worse. Let's say, congratulations, inflation fell from 9 to 8%. Congratulations, that basket of goods is now $129.49. It went up $9.50, roughly. Congratulations, it fell to 7%. Well, that basket of goods is now $138.56. Inflation is nasty, it is toxic, it builds, it is. That same $100 up via four increases is now almost $140. So when people say we've hit peak inflation and it's only a 0.2% drop, inflation is as bad and I would argue worse than it was last year. This base effect is something that um, really confuses the layman. Inflation is worse now than it was last year. It's just the reality of it. We have more pain coming. I keep telling you, if you've been watching my channel, hopefully you've been preparing. A lot of you have asked kind of when does the pain stop? Well, here's the real answer. When a company releases bad news, bad news, like terrible news, earnings cut, weak forecast, and the stock goes down immediately, but then ends up even or slightly above, that's when you know we have a bottom. Folks, we are nowhere close. I know it feels like some of your stocks are there. We're nowhere close. We have earnings cuts still coming. We have true demand deterioration. The consumer is about to get scared. It is, it is right out there in front of us. Earnings in general, been pretty good. Next quarter, next quarter, 90 days from now, we are going to see earnings cut. In fact, it would not shock me if in the next 45 days, we have a dozen companies pre-announce earnings cuts, earnings expectations. It's The economy is not good. I don't know what to tell you. We have more layoffs coming. We have layoffs coming because people have to, and then we have layoffs coming like Carvana. Carvana announced yesterday. They are proactively cutting 12% of their employees. Folks, I've been telling you, 
private companies, public companies need to lower their burn rate, their overhead, so they can survive. Companies will not be able to raise money. They don't want a down round. They don't want a huge down round. Not good, not good. And we have yet to see the negative wealth effect kick in. <sighs> good times never last. Bad times never last. It is going to get yucky. It is time to have dry powder. It's time to get a shopping list. It just is. It's going to, it's going to be an amazing time to buy assets on sale. Unfortunately, we are just at the beginning. Again, Carvana. Supply of homes. Supply of homes is going to go up. Supply of homes does not mean anything. I suspect, as you saw the conversation with Omar yesterday, that about 20% of these new listings will be wish prices. Fear of missing out. Try to catch the top. They're going to pick a wish number. They're going to pick 450 and a 400, a 250 and a 200 market. And they are not going to sell their homes. They are going to choose to stay. Uh, we are going to see also days on market increase. Folks, we are at crazy low numbers. We are going to go back to even. The Fed broke housing, housing slowdown, all the things we have talked about. Uh, we are talking about potentially Mr. President Joe Biden. I'm going to put Sonny down. Talking about dropping the China tariffs, uh, I think anything you could do to lower costs at this point is a good idea, uh, should be done. Uh, Diana Olick, it was, this annoyed me so much, I actually did a live stream at about 7.10. If you haven't seen it, it is there. I answered a question that Diana, Diana Olick from CNBC answered poorly. If you haven't seen it, uh, Diana Olick was reporting numbers from Realtor.com, basically saying the Mid-size, mid-size family home is showing the most financial stress. So the video I recorded earlier actually drew out a picture. And it basically, I tried to help Diana so when she gets that question next time, she answers it better. The short answer is the move-up market is dead. Dead. People in their first-time home are not selling and not moving. They do not want the payment shock. I go into a lot more detail in the video this morning. Check it out. Uh, Coinbase, uh, terrible earnings, terrible forecast, usage fell off, losing users. It's kind of Robin Hood for crypto. Uh, I actually wonder if Coinbase should buy Robin Hood or if Robin Hood should buy Coinbase. I'm going to suspect that Coinbase is bigger. So maybe Coinbase should buy Robin Hood to diversify, be a one-stop shop for stocks and crypto. I don't know. Don't know if that's possible, but why not? Get ready for inflation peak. I just gave the math to you a minute ago. It is horrible. Don't believe the media. It's bad, bad, bad. EA, Electronic Arts. This was a company we talked about over the weekend. They met expectations, which is a nice event in this economy. So good for them. Roblox missed top and bottom. Unity Software ooh, missed expectations and gave weak guidance. Kind of the triple miss. Wind Resorts, this is one I thought would do better. Wind Resorts missed top and bottom, and really it was East Coast properties that they had that really showed lack of performance. Fed Governor Christopher Waller saying they won't repeat the mistakes of the 70s. Folks, if you've been watching my channel, you know I've been telling you for a year now we are in the 70s. We've also given you a 52-year spreadsheet for free in my Teachables course. 
that can show you all the various metrics. We are in the 70s. You can figure out what year we are in, but we are in this environment. Fed Governor Christopher Waller says, we are not going to back down. We will not back down. We will beat inflation. In the 70s, folks, if you don't know what he's referring to, Paul Volcker was raising rates. They saw inflation come in. He backed off. Inflation ran ahead. The Fed is telling us, the Fed is telling us they're going to break the economy. The Fed is telling us they don't care about stocks. The Fed is telling us they don't care about crypto. The Fed is telling us they don't care about the housing market. They care about inflation. More pain ahead, more unemployment. It is coming. I'm sorry. You don't bet against the Fed. Peloton CEO surprised at how broken Peloton was. Uh, Peloton is uh, specifically bleak on how bad cash flow is. They are, again, they raised like $5 billion in a loan from Goldman Sachs, I believe. Kathy Wood sells Tesla, buys General Motors. Like Tesla was like Kathy's call and now she's selling Tesla to buy GM. No judgment, but okay. I just didn't see that coming. A couple more earnings. Wendy's. Wendy's had an interesting report. They missed top and bottom. People are not even going to fast food today. Also, they're obviously talking about higher inflation costs. And then finally, Toyota. Toyota out with news today that they are expecting a 20% rise in commodities costs. Inflation is bad. It is getting worse. Do not believe the media when they say peak inflation. Go back and do the math with me earlier in this video. So folks, it is May 11th. It is Wednesday, May 11th. We are in a market together. I would argue again, this market is far more normal than the nuttiness and free money of two years ago. Get yourself ready. Watch your expenses. Get ready to go shopping. If you're one of my students, one more time, I do not believe in a national housing crash. That does not mean your buy box won't go down. More specifically, if you're one of my students, I want you only writing great offers. I got a question yesterday, what is a great offer? So let me tell you a real example. You're in a market. You have done the work for 90 days. You can now clearly tell me that, Michael, average yield or cash on cash in my market is 8%. Great, congratulations, step one. Next, we're gonna say a good deal in that example is 9% cash on cash, and a great deal is 10% cash on cash. Great, you're in the game. This is what I want. I only want you writing offers that produce 10% or more in that example. The reason being, because I know that sellers when they are motivated, will counter. Then you can decide if you want to do a good deal or not, right? In that example, you write it at 10, the seller count counters, you accept a 9% yield. That is your call. We are going to write offers that fish for motivated sellers. You and I are only writing great offers this year. We are going to get lots of no's but lots of you, and if you're in the Facebook group, you have seen almost every day 
somebody is getting a great deal. Go find your motivated seller. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. The people that are prepared, the people that are doing the work, you will change your financial trajectory. If you sit there and put your head in the ground and blame others, that's on you. All right, everybody, what do we got today? We got Anna and Adrian and Matt. Today's a fun day. Take care. Bye-bye.